Support for this podcast comes from Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there who loves a good story. Now, narrow it down to all those passionate podcast listeners who are dedicated to living their best life. That's you, right? Well, Walgreens created a new, easier way to shop, save, and stay well just for you. It's called My Walgreens. And when you join, you'll discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. Join for free at MyWalgreens.com. Exclusions apply. All right. Hello and welcome to Classic Black Dude, another fantastic day of recording here with your host, Clark Jones, a.k.a. Pot Strickland. Um, very excited. It's a lot of black dude news going on right now. We have a big donation for, to my alma mater, Morehouse College, only black male college in America, based in Atlanta. 13 mil? 13 milli from Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey. I'm surprised the name Oprah hasn't really taken off as a name uh, like Michael or like Jesus. You know, Oprah is not like, she's the only Oprah I know. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe she said something about it on the show, like, don't name your kids Oprah after me. I want to be the only one. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Will Smith is in another movie. Shout out to my man Rallo, who said Will Smith is starring and co-starring in the same movie. And uh, on a serious note, man, this Dallas thing, um, as you know, Amber Geiger, white police officer who shot my brother, Haitian brother, in uh, Dallas, um, she was sentenced to 10 years and it's been a big outcry because the judge gave her a hug. Jean Botham's brother gave her a hug and the bailiff, a black lady was doing her hair, like stroking her hair. I don't know if that even comforts people, but the optics on it was bad. And, um, I don't know. I've been trying to, trying to figure out the, the, the bottom of it. The judge appeared on the show recently talking about, um, if she was a black woman, uh, I wouldn't get this outcry. And the collective response from black Twitter was duh. Um, also, there was a conspiracy that, like Gene Botham's family is from Haiti and that they were putting a root on Amber Geiger when they were giving her a hug. I don't know if that's true, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish they were really putting a hex. I mean, 10 years is not enough time, obviously, but 10, 10 days for a police officer, especially one convicted of murder, is uh, is rough. So I don't know how that's going to go, but it's a really, really a sad time. Really a lot of crazy things going on, which is perfect because we have a white woman in the oh, studio. Wow. My first <laughs> white woman guest wow. on Classic Black Dude. And I was like, yo, if I'm going to do this, yeah, I'm going to do it right. Like, I'm going to do somebody I know so we can talk comfortably. And I asked her before the show. Uh, can she talk on behalf of all white woman, women? And she happily agreed. I know that's not easy, especially in 2019 in today's climate with everything going on. Um, shout out to the Santa Ana Fires. They knew we was doing a podcast today. They knew it was going to be flames. So everything in the valley is kind of like 70 miles per hour flames, but we're just trying to keep it going. Hello and welcome. Megan Gailey. Hi. Hi. Could you, can you, do I have a good radio voice? Did I switch it on? Oh, no, I think you have a great radio Thank voice. Thank you so much. I almost like wish you hadn't said I was white and then let everyone just listen to my voice and name and go. They would have known. Okay. They would have wow. known first right ever. away. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. And we're thinking about, we haven't even released, oh, I should, I don't know. I we're banking say that, them right yeah, now. We're, we're banking them. We're, we got to have some in the bank. That's how it works. People got to know. People got to learn People about gotta, the podcast system. I travel. I'm giving all the insights insidery tips yeah. here on classic black dude we don't have enough black podcasters he can't like the biggest black podcast was the champs and i was hosted by two white dudes and they would just have <laughs> black guests on but this time a black dude is behind did you listen to direction. uh jamel hill's podcast i don't <laughs> i'm good that's tough for me to talk about only because look okay jamel had a lot to say about jay-z and the nfl thing and the colin mm -hmm. kaepernick thing and I, i'm i'm not against colin kaepernick mm -hmm. I, I think uh, what he did is he brought a lot of attention to an issue with police brutality, which I'm obviously against. But he he lost me when he started talking about he don't vote. That bothered me. Mm -hmm. And because here's why, because people think voting is just for president and it's not like yeah. yeah. Vote for president might not mean anything, but and we're going to have Colin on the show one day. As okay. Soon as we, as soon as we cross 500 I mean, sometimes, downloads. Sometimes this happens in activism or people that are sort of like the face of a revolution if yeah. you go 
a lot deeper. You're like, yeah. uh-oh. You well, know, you sort of have to like take them for their face value and, and what they can provide absolutely. and then not like dig into who they are on a personal level but in I some feel like ways. But I all set up because it's intentional to attach a person to a movement, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, if you can make the person imperfect, which we already are, yes. then that's how you take it, down exactly. the movement. Exactly, yeah. Which is what's happening with Sean King and D-Ray yeah. right now. And I went to school with Sean King. I love him, but it, it, it shouldn't be a person a tie to Black Lives Matter. Because we make mistakes. Because we're awful yeah. as a collective mm-hmm. society. And then it's like, okay, who's the face? Who's yeah. the face? And then we go after that person. Yeah, you really, you really don't want to be the face of something. Nobody should. It's horrible for the, any movement. Feminist movement, Black Lives Matter, whatever the movement is, as soon as you attach a person to it and he, that person gets built up, mm-hmm. which is also intentional. Like, mm-hmm. this is the person. Everybody knows this is the person. I mean, so, this happened to Jesus. The, uh, <laughs> Christian, he wasn't even a Paul was the Christianity. He created well, but he it. was trying. He but was Jesus like, Hello. was the face. Like, 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 Paul is all the black women associated with Black Lives Matter, and Jesus is Sean King. Yeah, that's that's the only context I'll ever say anything like that. But that's essentially what it was. He gets all the credit for. It, but a lot of good friends of mine were in Ferguson first. And you just don't know their name. I can't even mm-hmm. my, my homegirl Ashley Yates, that's one, but it's it's many. Even with um what was the thing with Time magazine where they did all the women and the woman yeah. who actually came up with Me Too was is, not a part of it. No, we don't it was even a know. It's a pretty whitewashed name. cover. Absolutely. Yeah. Alyssa Milano, like yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Tony Dan's a fake girl. I remember seeing her sitting behind uh, Dr. Ford. I haven't at, seen her yeah. at the at the Senate hearing, and I was like, I, "This is like we can really see her." Like, she was she was mugging too. She yeah. was like making faces, yeah, for the camera. Is that celebrity? Ooh. But you're a celebrity. No. Do you? <laughs> Incorrect. You don't, you don't have any. You know you you've been in a commercial. I've seen you in the back of an airport seat. For the the nuts, I don't know if that like uh, then the the barometer for celebrity is so low now. Okay, with Twitter and yeah, because yeah. then it's gosh, I had people really attacking me last week over oh yeah Joker and oh the yeah, thing but that, you did that was you you I did not you didn't want any of I that did, smoke I did not know that that I truly didn't I thought I was not speaking to them to their leader I was just saying. As a film, this is bad. This is a Most bad film. Most people said it kind of. Su- I haven't seen it yet. I just saw Infinity Wars. It's really so bad. I'm like, well, it's- and and I think you should watch it because I I think the director and the way they tell the story, the treatment of women of color in particular, is disgusting. Well, I heard. Okay, so I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but you should have seen Spoiler, it. Spoiler: He's a clown. If you. <laughs> If this comes out after Halloween, you haven't seen it, then you're not. You don't care anyway. But I heard that his girlfriend is a black woman and she's cool, right? Yes, but she's also like not his girlfriend. It's it's one of those. Well, you know, he's a stand up comedian. Supposedly. Yeah. So that was like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm like, a, I'm sitting in the theater a little high and it's sort of revealed <laughs> 10 minutes in and I'm with CJ, my fiance, and then our other friend. And when it's revealed that he is going to pursue stand-up comedy, what race is your other friend? White. Okay, so two white women and a Filipino man. A wh- white man. A white, white woman. And a, f- a white woman always has to travel with a white man <laughs> 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 to go to the movies. And yeah. then you, and then if you can, you try and bring a Filipino man. Just, just for balance. And so I like it was revealed in at one point. He's like, "Well, you know, I'm trying to be a comedian," and I. I looked to both of them and I was like, I want to, we have to go. Like, I can't watch. I can't, right. I can't watch this because these men have been trying to do things to me for death. Like, I just like was like, I can't see this man martyred on screen. He Was he the hero? Was he the anti-hero? I think he is victimized in a way that's really not good. I just don't think it, like if I watch I don't like to watch my friends perform stand up. Yeah. Because it hurts me to see a friend not do well on stage. Yeah. Like I'll walk out of the and I want to support but I also do that thing where a joke bombs I laugh really hard and it's just a tick that <laughs> like I laugh the loudest in the room which isn't hard because everybody else is silent. It's just funny to me to see someone try and fail. I, just, and I don't want to do that. And then to go on a killing spree. And 
it's always because it's possible. Like, Honey, we've all bombed in way we've, bigger in way bigger settings than you're going through. And then there's this desire to do keep doing pushing a <laughs> pushing a limit. Mm-hmm. I know that you've heard that phrase mm-hmm. too many times in the past two weeks, but also do what other no one else is doing. So I would hate to see someone just I don't know like lash out and hurt the crowd because nobody's done that yet. No com- no comic has <sighs> really hurt an audience. They've been, had thrown chairs. I know I've seen yeah. comedians attacked. And they've hurt us with their jokes. <laughs> they've hurt us with wasting our time, There's their, time jo- will their never... takes. Do you ever think about the amount of time we've spent watching comedy that's, At least 10, ter- hours. that's terrible <laughs> and that's also like toxic? Not even because it's like, uh, but just like, I have to like, the thoughts are all, and like mine is in there too. I'm not saying I haven't done that for other people. And it comes out. This is why it's also hard for me to watch because like who you are when you're bombing is who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would hate for th- for that to come out. Like I've seen comics who are not shitty. Uh, shout out to uh, Joe McAdam. He was like, "Can we just start calling problematic shitty?" <laughs> and I, I totally agree with that. Like, just, just I've seen comics become shitty on stage. I know they're not, yeah, typically like that. Um, speaking of shitty, we go back far. Mm-hmm. You and I, uh, we should give some, some, some base on that. To Chicago days, I started in like 2009, and I think that's when that's you when moved. I started. Yeah, moved, that's when, you moved that's Chicago, when I moved there, and you had the teal uh, headshot uh, <laughs> with the hair sweep. People still <laughs> use that photo, and it's I'm like, a good photo. "Guys, there's Getty images. Like, what are we?" It was it, the the hair was swept perfectly in this photo, and I had ne- I hadn't met you yet, but I just kept seeing you booked on shows with yeah. this photo, and so I was working both sides of town, and like uh, like literally, Chicago's like joker and dolomite so dolomite was the south side and joker was the north side comedy scene and i would uh along with some other comedians would work both sides you as well you were at jokes and notes getting booked yeah i loved early. i loved jokes and notes how would you describe it that environment going in there um it was because there was a difference between going wednesday to go to the open mic yes because wednesday that's sort of how you would try and get seen by mary mm-hmm. and there would be be sometimes a pack of, you know, hoodie wearing white boys that would come. I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, I'm talking about hoodie like the wearing cool... skittles. No, eating. no, no, no. Oh no, I'm like that's what's so. Cr- I'm like, oh, I, I mean, some of the scariest men I've ever seen are white men in hoodies. So. Right now, yeah, for sure. Um, and even and th- these are my friends, and <laughs> they and so there would be like a pack, and I remember being like, oh, cool, because I was like, I don't want to be lumped in with them. Yeah. And, and so the Wednesday mic, I mean, the thing about Jokes and Notes is like killing there felt better than anything I've probably ever felt you know, in my life. Right? Yeah. They let you know that you were fucking destroying. Yeah. But bombing there also <sighs> felt worse than maybe anything you could Yo, feel. If the Joker movie had a DJ playing him off for bombing, <laughs> that would have, that's, I would definitely go see it tonight. If if they had someone playing, someone please call nine one one. That was what they would play at Jokes and Notes if you uh, if you bombed. I remember the one of the first times I was down there though. Somebody came up to me afterwards and they were like, "I love that Megan character." Like they thought that I was doing, which is a character now. And I'm like, "Oh no!" Because pe- Megan is the new whatever go to name Becky. Megan is how you have you noticed that does that bother you? I did a joke about it on Conan how Megan is like a a, a classically, yeah, white yeah. name. But do but you are also from Indiana. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Is that a an upbringing thing or is it just a you thing that you're able to go into these different spaces? Like I think that? it's an upbringing thing, like a thousand percent. My parents are not from Indiana, and so they moved from. They both were born and raised in New York, and okay. not New York City, but upstate New York. And mm. my mom's family was Democrats. Like, and if you're a New York Democrat and you move to Indiana, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And my dad was raised as a New York Republican, and still, you're gonna go to Indiana and be like, oh, this is a, you guys are. This is a different. You're following kind of... a different book than I am. It, it's scary these places in the Midwest that like 
want to be the South <sighs> yes. so fucking bad. Like, I'm like, we were free. What? Yeah. Are, what? Like, this was a. We were the North. But it's <laughs> we didn't know. We're it's the like, North, and we want to be the South. It's, it's such a strange. It, it's like uh, like Dave Chappelle's old joke. Like the white dude who hangs around a bunch of black guys who are dangerous or whatever. That's the scariest dude in that group because he's trying to prove yeah. so hard. So, like, I'm more nervous in St. Louis yes. than Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Right? Because they're like, look, yeah. They're, they're like, we were segregated. That's just kind of the way it was mm-hmm. or is sometimes. I don't have, some of them really don't have anything against black folks. It's just, that's the way it's been. But St. Louis is like, we need to be like that. You know what I mean? Like they're looking, people looking for an identity are very dangerous. And when we would, my high school was extremely, and this was by design, and I think there's people that look back on it and don't like it. I loved going to a school that was racially and economically very, very diverse. Oh, it was was diverse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like what type of numbers are we talking? I would say probably 60 white, 35 black. Okay. Five Hispanic, Asian, you know. Pacific Islander. Uh, <laughs> that was always on the test other, question. <laughs> um, but like, and it may have even been, dip, it may have even been less than that. I don't think it was more than 60% white though. And what what city was it? Indianapolis. Indi- oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Indianapolis so it, is black as fuck. Yeah, and so, we, I mean, the Circle City Classic. Black and Expo. Black Expo. Oh man, that is so, it, I mean, it's so many, uh, what kind of car is it? The uh, just every classic oh, Impala, yeah, yeah. like the car clubs. If you <laughs> did, you still do the Black Expo. I think so. I think it's like changed shape a little bit. But I I was back in town like two years ago, and it was still happening because Circle City Classic is during the fall because it's historically Black College football, yeah. and then Black Expo is like end of spring summer yeah i remember it being nice the time yes that I went. It was and nice there would out. be classic cars and we yeah, would monte like- carlos <laughs> that's what it is it's so many monte carlos and just like oh man just think of any like hood box chevy <laughs> with the trunk rattling it was it's just like it's peak blackness as as the term has been used before it's just it's just a thing you got to go to man like that and hbcu homecomings are important have you ever been to hbcu I've not. No, I've been like on campus. Oh, okay. Um, but I haven't ever like been to a game. I mean, and and when Circle City Classic would be in town, we would go downtown. Oh, yeah, there would be yeah. some. There were definitely parents that were like, "You're not going downtown this weekend." It's, no, just but, avoid like, it. My parents were like, "Whatever." She's you know, got to like, learn. Yeah, and so we would go. I would go down with my friends, yeah. and like we would drive around. And I can remember being in my friend Lindsay's Corolla, and we oh. were on Monument Circle, which is where all the cars are parking, and yeah. like have and just, you know, and there's just, hydraulics, and there's you know, it's blowing our li- little white minds, <laughs> and and we. We would drive around and we were just loving it. Like That's we awesome. were like, this is so cool. But when we would, when my school would travel, because I played golf and tennis yeah. in high school. <laughs> okay. I know it's no such, volleyball. No, no volleyball. No like, track. No. Listen, okay. golf and tennis are golf lifelong and tennis. sports, and I wanted okay. to be able to play forever. And there were girls on our best golfer was a black girl, mm. and we had girls on the tennis team, and we would go to other schools and our our football team was very, very good. Our track team was good. Our basketball team was good. And we would go to schools outside of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And there were cities that we would go to that we would have to have a police escort in and out of town because the towns were known as like clan seeds. Like where? Martinsville, Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, His rumor, you know, there's this urban legend that a former Klan leader is buried beneath the football stadium. And so when, and I actually won my first varsity tennis match there and it felt so fucking good. I mean, I'm, you know, but I just was like, yeah, fuck you, hillbillies. And there would be this, you know, my mom would be like, if you see one candle in a window, that's like a Klan house. And you were sort of taught to like, I remember driving from Indy to Bloomington once and I had two guy friends in the car uh, and they were both black and then there were like three girls. Dangerous. Uh, one black, two white and we like stopped at a Taco Bell and they were like, oh fuck, we can't, we have to, we can't, we, we gotta can't keep going. We and can't we, do it. And yeah. we like had to not go pee because this town just was, 
not going to be Indiana not going to be nice. And one of the boys in the car was Mr. Football. He was like the best high school football player in, in the state. And it, he was like, keep driving. Just can't do it. No. It's um, it's it's funny. Like, uh, I'm going to be frank. Like, white people love dog whistling, where it's just like no nobody wants to stop being racist. Nobody wants to seem like they're racist. Like, the racism is fine, but just don't know that we're being racist. You know what I mean? That's when it's like, oh, no, you, everybody just overusing that word. And is it is it going too far? This was the big thing with comedians and saying the wrong things. Is Can you be playfully racist now as a comedian? Because you do, you play, you toy with it. I toy. You I definitely, I, I toy the line. There's times where I'm like, am I marrying a man of color just so I have this like jokes. whole new set of <laughs> jokes to do? Yeah. Um, but I guess like there are times too where it's like, well, this, I would like to talk about our privilege. And right. to do that, I sort of have to talk about uncomfortable topics but there is definitely a line and and when people say to me that i've crossed it i listen to them and and do try and understand i mean i used to be we used i used to be very insensitive to asian people's feelings like i just was like oh that's one that we can all shit on and it's like oh no that's a core and i've and, and this was as a as in my early 20s and that was like in Chicago it's Chicago's so fucked up too cuz it's like True. segregated but it's then it's the most segregated city i've then, ever been to and so it's extremely diverse but everyone is like separate from each other Everybody and then when they get together to it's like so fucked up and and so i did feel more liberty in Chicago to toe that line and to figure it out because i was like I'm the least racist person here. Like okay, right. I'm figuring it out amongst crazy people. Um, but but yeah, you definitely learn. And then in light of this SNL thing that happened, I I got to experience it through watching my fiance experience it. And mm. he thought it was like, he was like, he's saying words I've never even heard. And I thought I'd heard them all. <laughs> like what? Like he's like, I I was bullied my whole life for never, being- But they didn't go there. For being Filipino. And he's like, I didn't, cause he grew up in an all white town basically. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even know these. Like, and and we were all, we had one opinion of what, what they should do. Yeah. And then he was like, no, I think they should do this. And we were like, no. Oh, yeah. If that's what that's, you think, then that's that, like... Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on Classic Black Dude. We got Megan Gailey. We're going to come back and talk more about interracial dating and just being grown up in the Midwest and uh, more here on Classic Black Dude. Thank you. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, or Fire TV and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. We are back here with the Megan Gailey has an album coming out called My Dad Paid For It. <laughs> my Dad Paid For This or My, my Dad, Dad Paid, paid for, for This? You can, but it's yeah. a double entendre. Okay, break, Be- that, break that down. Because my dad has, you know, financed, paid for my college and yeah. still pays for my cell phone bill and, you know, has been very kind and supportive. But I also say mean and like kind of wild things about our family dynamic on stage so he's paying for it in two oh. different ways so you smart people don't even know like you, you got you got that like you, this is my aquarius sister like yes. we got that we got that kind of subversive 
type of intelligence people don't even know. And because you're such a fun gra- fun gal. We're sneaky. People don't even know that you're hitting them with a double entendre. Um, I'm I'm excited to hear it. I've been watching ten years. Yeah, since I made. Crazy. <laughs> can we can we delve? We go delve into our history real quick. So, of course, like every black dude on the south side, I had a little crush on Megan from her uh, headshot, and I never I never shot a shot because I fucked myself up. What did I? What did I? Do you want to tell the story? You told me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's but like, if I'm gonna tell the story, I have to tell the story accurately. Tell I it, was tell it. I was seeing a man. Yeah. Um, and we, I think, like left a party that was at my house Didn't to go mean, into my bedroom and have facts, sex. Facts. And during that time, I took off my makeup, and so I took off my makeup, and then I had sex face and I have very I'm very fair skinned I'm sure you can hear my voice and I do get a I do get a little bit of you know I I call it potato famine cheek you know I'll look windblown even if I'm inside and so I came out no makeup fresh sex face and you said you look bad without makeup on (laughs) (laughs) and that's she's not even like this is how bad I am with women like because that's exactly what I said and I didn't even know I was saying something bad it, I'm you just were just like, like that's what I think I'm just fucking naive <laughs> like I'm I'm like Black Kramer like I'll just say something because what what happens is I had I don't think I've ever said anything like that to you before right so a lot of my relationships ended by me being perfect 95 percent of the time and then i'll say something like you look bad without makeup and i'm just thinking like wait i built up stock but that i don't think that that is like a relationship and a friendship ender it 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 hasn't ended it but it definitely put it i had to make up for it put it that way like what i had done before that was because people if i had opened with that Mm -hmm. then people go oh he has a tendency to say the worst thing he could say. But when you're not doing that, then people, it hits harder. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With it people, is... yeah, and I'm not even trying. I just say the first thing. I mean, it just, that... I was on your couch, I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party, you know? And, and you saw me, you were frightened. <laughs> Like the safe the headshot. <laughs> you said I don't even know if I should bring this up. You said something crazy to me when we lived in New York. Too. Will I get canceled? Um, you will not get canceled. Okay. No. What did I say? Um, I I only I've only recently started feeling comfortable about talking about this. So I oh wow I had I had an abortion okay. and I was I you know you have to schedule it and then like wait. Okay. They don't let you like come in that day. Oh, and so, I thought Planned Parenthood was like walk in. Well, listen, I was going to a free clinic on okay. um, the Upper West Side. Oh, shit. Whenever people are like, oh, yeah, they got Obama free phones. I'm like, listen, he wasn't giving out free phones, but he was giving out free abortions. Um, so I could Shout probably out. get canceled. Shout out to Obama. It wasn't him personally. They were just, <laughs> I was I was below making a certain amount. This You were new to New York. And right. I was new to New York and I wanted to find out, you know, what the city could offer me. And so I, I found out I was pregnant and then I wasn't going to have the abortion for like eight days. Okay. Because of work and schedule and blah, blah, blah. And I was a nanny at the time for a baby. Oh, and yeah, it was like, those. it was like heartbreaking. It was really, really terrible and sad. And so I didn't drink or smoke weed at all mm. during that, once I knew I was pregnant to the abortion, cause I was like, I just, it feels wrong. And then the night before I was like out with friends and I just like broke, we were at the Mermaid Inn and we just like broke, I broke down and I, you know, it was really, I also felt, sick like i did yeah. feel as, it, as pregnancy it was a lot and there was like a lot and then i had a drink and then we and i did feel better and then we went to this like rooftop party and people were drinking and i like smoked part of a joint and then i like i was high at this point when i'm high i'll say anything and mm. so i was like i turned to you and i was like i'm having an abortion tomorrow and you were like should you be smoking <laughs> What is 
wrong and with I me? did not I truly was just like I mean I guess I don't know and I it did not upset me like at all but when we I was walking home with my then boyfriend a different man than the <laughs> then first the, story then the uh, the abortion too or this was this uh, is, the same guy this is different guy from Chicago new guy but it was his. It was his. Oh, okay. And I <laughs> recounted this, and he was so mad at me for not being mad at you. Really? And I just was like, I don't. I don't even know who this is. Yeah, you you do. I mean, I know. He, I'm sure I know the guy, but <laughs> you can't. I, it's not I coming didn't know. To I didn't know. It. There's people are always mad at me. I have no idea. But I wasn't mad at you. <laughs> I, You're, you I, weren't. But like, I've honestly never ever been mad at you. I don't think I've ever like, yeah, we just, you just under, you just get it. Like, I do get it. You, I get and that you. Was, that was and kind of from the beginning. We've never had, we've never had an issue. I think my threshold is very high too. And you scoot in right underneath just, that. Just you know, like, like yeah. it may cut off the top of your hair, but you skate it's, in right underneath <laughs> where my level of getting mad is. It's, it's, I'll accept or I can forgive anything if it's genuine. You know why? Because yeah. anything that I've ever said to you, it was never like to intentionally hurt. No, of course not. So like if someone someone could if someone is racist and they're not trying to just, you know, mm-hmm. poke at something, mm-hmm. then it's like, Oh, you're just dumb. You're not an, malicious. An idiot. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not trying to Yeah, malicious you're not trying to I think that's something that. that comes with age too, is that like I just I used to I was very sensitive and you know I'm still sensitive but I do now like take what people say and I'm like did this have malicious intent and if it didn't right. then you got to just keep going. You, most of the time most things really fly over my head because someone could say something I'm usually not paying attention mm-hmm. to what I'm thinking about yourself you're things. in your own shit. I'm in my own and what I got to do next and cuz I'm really uncomfortable in small social circles with strangers. Yeah. I'm not great at networking. So like people will see me out and I'm talking to people. I can't wait to see you at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going you know what? But if I hit it off with somebody, I'll talk You'll to them be, yeah. all night. So like people are like, Oh man, you like you be networking your ass. I'm like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm talking to the same people over yeah. and over. It's like the cartoons. Because then you get comfortable with them and so then they're sort of your touchstone of like, yes. Oh, well that that friend went away, but you know who Mary I, is I here and I talk, can go to her. Except when that when that James when the Jameson hits me, oh I could talk to anybody. That's good. Is that your go to? No, What's your go-to? I'm a vodka. Really? Yeah. I started on vodka. It made me sick. Well, so. and people are so rude about vodka. Like, I didn't realize this until recently that that's like vodka so looked down upon. It's it's really. I like it. Especially with the younger comics and the kind of the just the newer. I hate it. Whatever I want to drink, let me drink. Yeah. That. I mean, I like wine. Well, I drink yes. whiskey. Absolutely. I feel like it's like my birthright. Yeah. But. As an Irish Catholic, but it's um, Catholic. You grew up. In uh, my mom Catholic and my dad Protestant, which is a it's a, a thing, joke. A, to your joke. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but we were. I mean, when they got married, we, they were married in a Catholic church. My dad had to sign something that said he would not try and trick us into becoming Protestant. Get the fuck. Out. Yeah. Wow. And so we were raised. I actually did not know that my dad wasn't Catholic until. I was a teen because he sang in the Catholic church choir. I mean, he he went to church more than any of us because yeah. he's a performer. Right. And he wanted to be up there. <laughs> he wanted to, yeah, the um, But then we moved, my mom and dad and I lived in Belfast and he really became Protestant when we were over there. Another, this is a two for one <laughs> funny story with uh, with Megan. One time when she still had the Saturn, we did a we did a gig at Walter Payton's Steakhouse, which is like thirty minute, forty minute God, drive. I don't even know if I remember that. Well, okay, three funny stories with that. So <laughs> Megan gave me my first five hour energy drink. That was the first thing. Oh yeah, that was the first yes. thing. Yeah, uh, she but stopped. that was in like a barn. No, that, that was the, Walt- oh, that it- was. But on the way there, oh, okay. we yes, stopped yes. at the Seven Eleven. Yes, and I had just always been like, oh man, those are kind of five hour in. That's scary. So she, I was like, do those work? She was like, yeah. And I took one because I had to headline and I did like 30 minutes. And uh, that was my first time doing that long. And I was just like, all right, I'll try one. And when that, yo, I was deaf comedy jam. <laughs> in like, <laughs> like, I went nuts for 30 fucking like, minutes. In like, gurney. And like, <laughs> like, but in like, a, it in was, a place that I was, was not ready. Act, act outs. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was talking shit about the cooking staff. It was just it was just a spectacle. And I got to find that video somewhere. So that's the story number well, one. I also drank a five hour energy, and I was crazy too. We it was just it was just like who are these Chicago <laughs> fucking lunatics coming here telling jokes? So that's crazy story part number one. Number two, while we're driving, I'm in the passenger seat. Megan's driving, and we're in I don't know where Walter Brown's roundhouse, but you can imagine the city with a name like that. And we pull up, and it's a black dude in the truck next to us. He looks down at me and just gives me the thumbs up <laughs> after looking at Megan. <laughs> it was like, hey, go ahead, brother. So that was dope. Third, so I'm diabetic. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> I, I take my, I'm type one, so I take, you know, I, I take the shots. And uh, this was at the start of like wearing skinny jeans. So like one of my syringes fell out in the back seat and uh, Megan's mom found it. Yeah. And I forget, what did she say to you? She was like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, my friend, I mean, which my friend is diabetic. <laughs> Sounds friend. like the perfect cover. My oh. friend Clark is diabetic. And we were on our way to Walter Payton's Steakhouse. <laughs> but yeah, she thought I was shooting up in my car. <laughs> Hilarious. It was just, it was just, these are the types, and I'm sure it's more. Um, oh, oh, we had fun times. It was one time, me, I was hosting, you were featuring at uh, Red Bar, and the <sighs> headliner kept asking, so y'all fucking, right? And I'm just like, no. People just see the optics, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's the type of, because people assume, and people make assumptions uh, about black dudes and white women as you might have heard mm -hmm. that black men like a certain type of which was kind of an insult to Megan because it's kind of <laughs> you know what I mean like it's saying like it you're wasn't a certain untrue thing. it wasn't untrue <laughs> you know what I mean and like this happened on many occasions up in Boys Town same thing happened where like a dude a gay dude Boys Town Chicago is a gay neighborhood Lakeview a dude would not leave me alone until I admitted that I was having sex with Megan. And I'm just like, I'm not. I think you just want to talk to me. I don't know. I just, like this happened in high school. I did like I went to dances with black guys. I went to dances with white guys. Like I definitely had there were definitely black guys that I hooked up with. Yeah. And then I got to college and I was dating a black guy and there would be be like white guys that were in these fraternities that we would hang out oh, with yeah. and they'd be like oh yeah you're one of those you know and it was they really just put you into a category yeah and and so i just was like i just love everybody like i yeah. and it's not even like i don't see color i just was like i listen if you, you see, are into me i'm yeah. gonna be into you I always you always you see dudes as dudes <clears throat> like white whatever i've never yeah cj's filipino like, I, oh and people i mean white woman asian man people are like <laughs> they like cannot they do not understand I'm, when we first started dating dear dear friends of mine from back home were like so he's like really rich and I was like no was, wait is that white or is that you did they assume, is that a Megan thing or I is that a white woman um, thing they had never asked about my white boyfriends okay and so that, and I was just like no <laughs> he's not have you been with a black dude that disappointed in the uh <laughs> yeah and what was that like? Were you just like, whoa, what's this? What, what, what I had had enough that didn't that I was like, listen, there's going to be some outliers. Yeah. But, it, but I did like feel bad <laughs> for him because I was like, I've had, you know, I've, uh, but like if, if this was someone's only experience, they'd leave yeah. it going, guys, I got to let you know, I don't think it's true. Yeah. That was <laughs> like, yeah, they, you got to get back in there and just get at least some balance. And like there was part of me that was like, I want to talk to him about this and yeah. know like how, how, has this been hard for you? Like, what is it like to feel like you don't live up to that stereotype dick wise? That, once again, it's like the, the people are trying to prove the, the black guys from where, Diamond Head, where are you from? Um, Diamond, no, Diamond Point? Diamond, like, Diamond Point Diamond is Point, where Paul George lived. Yes. Diamond Point black dudes, <laughs> they have it the worst. Even going, I went to Morehouse and it was a lot of black dudes. Like I didn't know vacation as a verb until I went to Morehouse, mm -hmm. right? Where like dudes like, yeah, I'm vacationing. We vacation. Martha's, yeah, we vacation yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. Like those types. So it's at, it's the whole spectrum. Right. So like those guys are the ones who grew up in Gurney, but they got to say Chicago because yeah. they're embarrassed 
they have it hard because they don't identify with what's considered to be black enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they have it pretty rough. I mean, even me, like people assume, oh, are you from the South Side of Chicago? You must have it. I'm like, nah, my mom pays for yeah. most. Like, and you can tell, I think you, people like you can tell that it's, the story isn't just he's from the South Side. Oh, uh, it's honestly like one of my greatest skills that I feel like I could say how much every single one of our comedian friends' parents make. Yeah. Like within 10 grand. Or you can at least tell, your mom supports you. Or like your parents, yes. you can tell whose comic parents support Cause there's, their dreams. There's, and I think it happens with white men more than any other demo of just like they're presenting this blue collar and right. it's like oh i've been to your parents home yeah. and this is like i do try and be transparent i think i am most overcompensate like i'm like my parents pay for it, and it's like i've had a job since i was 15 so yeah. yes my parents are very supportive and very kind they've never paid my rent ever ever my mom has paid my rent <laughs> yeah, so i'm it's, more of a and, white woman but i do are. a lot of like my my dad is rich my dad is paying for me but yeah. i'm like having fun and doing a little tongue-in-cheek where there's people that are like oh, i'm broke and it's like i know you are not you broke. are so not this is a whole the hoodie is a costume so you can, this is what broke people dress like yeah. in your mind, right? And I think it's to some extent like, oh, I have to be this way on stage for people to like me. Yeah, whereas like, I'm not punching down because I'm broke. I'm down. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm it, it's, what, it's hard because I watch friends of mine, like I watch like a friend like Kenny DeForest, who's a good, like one of my best friends actually, who comes from money, I've just watched him have to create things that he can joke about, mm-hmm. right? Because everything is, well, you're punching down, and he's just had to, and I think it's made him better. Mm-hmm. I think it's made you better, and I think for white comics, it's an opportunity to say, this is how funny I am. All these things I can't joke about, and I found a way to still be funny, mm-hmm. right? Um, we got a couple questions that I got from people. I, I opened up because I said Megan speaking on behalf of white women. Oh, great. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Classic Black Dude. We'll be right back with the <laughs> Megan Gailey. Got the album coming out. My dad paid for this. Make sure you pre-order. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from American Express, who is proud to be backing 100 black women entrepreneurs like Ree Scott, who founded a boxing community for women. Boxing helps women and girls to build their confidence. Or Taylor Long, who founded a clothing brand for all. Everyone should have access to the same style of clothing, no matter their size. 100 Black Women Entrepreneurs. 100% backing of American Express business. Meet the 100 at AmericanExpress.com slash 100 for 100. What's up, everybody? I'm Graham Bunn. So excited to introduce you to Country Shine, where we're talking all things country music. That's right, and I'm Cameron Irwin, co-host and resident country girl at Tinseltown, here to welcome you to the family. Every Tuesday, we'll update you on the latest in country music, culture, and community. And on Fridays, I'll bring on country musicians and all the biggest names in the game. It's a gathering, and we want you here. You can listen to Country Shine with me, Graham Bunn, for free right here on Spotify. I like this blankie. Yeah, it's very soft, nice right? Nice soft. We are back here <laughs> talking about our nice setup. Isn't this yeah, a so nice we, studio? Were you we surprised? Really, it, I wasn't surprised because <laughs> once once an itinerary went out, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> sometimes in like stand-up, you'll get, like uh, we always say, like the more emails, the worse the show's going to be. Yeah. Um, but in podcasting, you actually like want emails because yeah. then you're like, oh, there'll be, once they're like, this is the engineer, you're like, okay. Yeah. Because I've filmed, I've recorded like two-hour podcasts with people and then they're like, oh, Oh, my Zoom was out. And it's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. Once so. once a friend books me on a podcast and I get an email from somebody I don't know, then I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, it's good. Y'all got yeah, a whole yeah. thing happening Absolutely. here. Um, yeah. Because I've never met this person and they're booking me. Um, one question we got was, uh, I want to say today, it's another comedian, but it's about the, um, the kind of movement of... And this has been joked about a lot. White women disassociating themselves from white men mm-hmm. in this time of problematic behavior. Do you feel like that's true? Like, have you felt like you had to do, to call out white men yourself to say, I'm not them? Like, how, where do you stand on white women kind of acting like 
they're not a part of the problem. I mean, we've obviously done that. I think we are like, we want we want to play both sides more than probably any group because white men are very much like, no, we're good. Yeah. And we're like, you are good. But then we're also like, they're bad. And yeah. then I, I think like women of color are like, no, you guys are terrible. All of you, yeah. Yeah, and so we are very much playing both sides and mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we were joking today via text, 53% just like rings through us. And so it's like at our core, half of us are still, more than half, more than half are still really lost. You think they'll do that again? You think it'll be a repeat? Has has some of this shit gotten through? Like when people ask, like, did that surprise you? It did. It obviously did surprise me because I think of myself as a white woman from a red state who has never voted Republican ever in my life. And Mm. I can't imagine a world where I would. And my mom is the same way. And we are affluent. You know, like we're not. There, we're voting against our self-interest, so that's why I was like, well, if I'm doing it, and mm-hmm. I'm like a shitty person, yeah. I'm a selfish little slut, yeah. how are they not doing <laughs> it? Um, but then when you factor in this ingrained misogyny, mm. so I do think that we have benefited from white man's reign, absolutely. Okay. I do think that we've also been brainwashed a little bit okay. to to think that women are not reliable leaders or people that can like bring us into the next wave because when you see people's reaction to Hillary and now you see it to Elizabeth Warren it does feel like Elizabeth Warren has a lot more women on her side but I think it's They're the same around. I think it's the same people that were on Hillary's side which is actually a tough sell because there was such a loyalty to Hillary. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't even, I, I put out something saying like, all I was saying was, you know, when Hillary was at the, the I got attacked because I was like, yo, white women that supporting Hillary don't fall asleep at the wheel. Like a lot of black people did with Barack, where it's like Barack won. And now we just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything's great. We can coast. And I got, uh, I got hit. Like hard, like you voted for Barack, and I'm just like, yeah, yes, that's not what I'm saying. You're right? People aren't listening to what I'm saying. Don't make the same mistake, but you just so the fact that they're even coming around again, which is I don't know. We don't even have a candidate. I know. I, I mean, I guess I haven't really answered that question. I I do think that we trash white men. Yeah. I I also think unless you're a comedian, it's really hard to say oh hey here's my take on how we've also fucked up you know like i have that platform to to be able to like acknowledge that and and try and make a joke about like where my privilege comes from and all of the things i've benefited from i can make jokes about my dad paying for my wedding while i'm Mm -hmm. still mad at him about voting for gary johnson you know like that's (laughs) something that helped though that almost fucked up the uh the 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 red side like people voted for gary at least you know took some of those trump votes away so in his weird but I do think if you're not a comedian or a journalist and yeah. you're just like a white woman at home on Facebook, do I think it'd be beneficial for you to acknowledge it? Yeah. yeah. But like, I also think some of these people that live outside of cr- the creative world don't have the tools to get to do that. Right. Uh, so they're then they're just typing into the void and then going into work and being like, hey. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the crazy part too, though, because... What I see is, and some I forgot who talked about this, but it was like there's a point for a long time where comedians feel like they're talking into a void. Then all of a sudden they're a celebrity and it's just like, wait, I'm yeah. not used to people actually listening to what I have to say. <laughs> like I'm sure even with the Joker response, you were a little shocked. Like, wait, I'm yeah. not used to this much vitriol coming back at me. That's and pe- and their, most of their vitriol was that I had a blue check mark. And I was like, oh, that is so strange because like I a a blue check mark is a new phenomenon. You know, like there there hasn't been verification in life pre Twitter, pre Instagram, pre social media. So that is new. But then to also hate the people that have it and to point that you're 
your take is bad because you are a verified person with you're, like you're, a whole you're new. You're punching down on Joker fans. That I was like, oh, this must be a new talking point that they're like finding a way to attack us to even when we're, but like we have that because of we've reached a certain level of success in our career. Yeah. So shouldn't that make us not experts, but at least people worth listening to about media i mean i live in la i am a creative i have worked on shows it means that i need and when you do you get when you actually respond that people take put the guns away a little bit like oh i didn't expect you to i think that happens with guys a lot i don't think i think with women when when the trolls go after women it's like to make a woman feel bad but like most times if i get a troll it's as soon as I respond, like in kind, most times they're like, people, "Oh yeah, oh, I just wanted a conversation." Oh, I, I was just, I was just, yeah, 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 around. but not no. I, like that's why I just I I respond very very rarely, but when I do, I respond with insane bits. Okay, it's you all know? about keeping it jokey. Yeah, right. Because then it's really like I don't know what to do. And and when you're doing something truly insane as a bit, people yeah. can't say you're not funny because it's like, well, this is. Crazy. <laughs> you so know? with that, there's another question. So have you as a white woman ever worried about, do you ever worry about being canceled? Or Absolutely. Like a part of the, for what? I also, I, I think that like our, we're living in a giant Black Mirror episode where we were okay. all, we will all be canceled at some point yeah. and it's just a matter of like where we fall in that spectrum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You were so, very proud of that answer. No, I mean that's something I thought of when I was high. Of just that's like, real. oh, you really just want to be at the end of the, because I, I do think cancel culture is sort of a myth because if you think of these people that have been canceled, it's like what really has happened to them. Well, Louis lost thirty-five million, and he won't let you forget it, or fifty-three million, or but whatever. He, he has plenty of million to li- like. He didn't yeah. lose everything i want a heckler to be like how much you wit- how much you got now and yeah, so, so he can he, say oh 200 million dollars and it's also like he has a check mark you know like Still. they they very much pick and choose like who is the who is the liberal elite and the media elite that can be trusted and can't yeah. but um yeah I, I think we all have to acknowledge that like at some point in our lives we've done something that we could get canceled for. You just, it's its almost like a um, a Chinese finger trap because I just worked with the NFL on Fox. Yeah. And I know if I was more famous, I would get, yeah. I got called a Sambo. That's the only thing that I'm like, lady, how old are you? <laughs> like, are you 80 years old? I got called a Sambo and a sellout by one woman. Uh, but I, I called her beautiful. That's how the situation and is. That, just, I mean, that's, I think that that's like a, fine way to when i was at the nfl last year and they would the nfl i would be a part of a tweet that they tweet and so i would look through and the mentions wouldn't be specific to me but i was like oh both sides hate this but Mm. they they scrubbed my twitter but they scrubbed my twitter of stuff that now when you say scrub is that them checking it or is them actually saying take this down I mean, what does scrub mean? I think I was I was presented with some a, tweets, a list you... of tweets. Okay, I'm not saying you did them and all. The, and the thing is, these tweets weren't these were these were anti certain NFL players. You know, like oh, I had their business. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like, no, yeah. no, no, no. It was like I I had a tweet that was when Mike Pence left the Colts game. Oh, yeah. that triggered me in a way that was. And then I was on a six hour flight delay, yeah. and so I was just like walking around the San- Sacramento airport, <laughs> tweeting, tweeting, tweet. Like I remember people your were Pence reaching stuff, out to yeah. me, being like, "Megan, you gotta put the phone down." Like, yeah. and so I tweeted Mike Pence as a little bitch boy hashtag Colts, and the NFL was like, "Can you take that down?" I'm like, "This is pro Colts." I wish you. I wish you. <laughs> could edit tweets that would change the game but you know people still have screen grabs that come back to hunt you as we've seen with mm-hmm. friends of ours yeah and yeah. it's kind of wild and I, I have been with friends when that has happened to them and so it very much makes you and the thing is when you delete a tweet you also need to read it and say at some point i thought this was appropriate right and i need to realize where I've come and if I haven't come anywhere from that then I need to grow from it can't just be yeah. like get all right yeah, no tweet? it's like you, you really do have to and so I went through this thing of like google it, or you know in the twitter search I would write my name and then yeah, and then the, 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 the six you know the Carlin words and yeah. and I was actually like pleasantly proud of myself like, oh shit 
I did make an ass of I'm myself. Like, listen, publicly. I was like really mad at an Asian man in a yellow car it's one always, day. It's you know, let me just say, look, it was for a long time the Asians. I never have done that publicly, but I have <laughs> publicly. But <laughs> it was just because Asian people that I've known have taken it in such stride that people had a false understanding of like oh they're cool with it yeah right? and it's not to it's 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 your own fault or it's my own fault or whoever's own fault for not delving deeper but just going like with the it's like when you ask one black person can i say this is okay and is this say, yeah. Go, yeah and you know it's the person who's gonna say yeah mm-hmm. it's cool it's I, it's 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 a cop-out i also right? think with asian people there is like a misconception that they're all rich and so it felt less like yeah. punching down and just like oh i'm just like they're rich they don't care right. about me and it's like right. no i mean that's not not every asian person in the world actually probably the largest population of <laughs> impoverished people. people is yeah. asian just because they make up is andrew still here oh hey man <laughs> andrew's our producer and he sees always we always go to asian somehow on the podcast one time he gonna come in and sit in and just be like just, enough yeah okay for the asian segment here on classic black dude andrew but it's uh, like you know i definitely had to i'm marrying an asian man filipino and, Fili- and, and i think even within asian culture like filipinos feel discriminated against by other asians they get the double yeah. because as you said they're the black people of asian people or did he say that i, I think he says they're the they're the he, <laughs> Uh, he would say the Hispanic. He's Hispanic. They're, the, okay. they're the Mexicans of Asian people. Absolutely. I don't feel that way. I think they're <laughs> I incredibly. Into the camera. <laughs> and he's like, I'm. But uh, like, but and so then, it, then I mean, and that happens when, I mean, in the black community, there's skin color, and there's so how like, much money you got? Yes. You know your dad. Like so, even within yeah. every like, when you're just targeting a whole group, even within that group. They, uh, I mean, in white in white people, there there's white trash, and like yeah. I feel, Absolutely. I say, uh, if I think someone is unintelligent, I mm-hmm. will call them trash, and it's like that is very hurtful to a large group of people. The dumb people don't like that. Who were raised feeling like they were white trash, and that people didn't want to go hang out with them. Shit. All right, we got time for for one question, one more question that was brought to me, and then we're gonna um, do a little uh, classic black dude pyramid. Where Megan's going to, I'm a not. We're going to join the, a pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I brought you here. Um, I mean, we're definitely at the top of that food chain. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been invited to many Starbucks uh, meetups <laughs> just to see if I want to sell knives out of knives. My oh yeah. Um, what have you learned about people, and you can be specific or broad, um, from interracial dating? Because you rent you you got a nice little spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, what have what have you learned about black people, Filipinos, like poor white people? I guess what's some I, things you learned? I think that it. I think that what interracial, like what the couples made up of, matters to people. Okay. Um, I used to like when CJ and I first started dating. Um, and we're grown-ups, you know, we started yeah. dating when we were over 30. So it's not like, right. we're not going through like a phase or a fad. It's, it's like, like, well, this, this is the person I love yeah. and he happens to be and I'm the person he loves and it happens to be. And it actually felt, you know, we lived in LA and it was like, oh, this is like fine and no one really cares. Nobody gives And a then shit. we went to Florida, mm-hmm. like pretty early in our relationship because I had shows. What part of Florida? We were um, in West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. And that does matter. That matters. And after like three days, I was like, are people mad at, like a man, an older man just shook his head at us. And CJ was like, yeah. And like, he was much more aware of it. Yeah. And it took me a second. And part of that is because I really wasn't looking for it. Like it Mm. would absolutely happen when I was in high school and college and had black guys that I was dating. And it would happen from like, friends parents would say crazy things to me mm-hmm. um and so that was one i was like more aware of and it and it was obviously very sad but yeah. i was like i you guys are sad like you're dumb um but we all my family one of our dearest friends is a is a white woman and a and a black man and i knew from a very young age that it was really that there were places that they did not feel welcome to go yeah. so i was never naive to that one 
Um, I was obviously naive from what it felt like to be the black person in the situation, but to right. be the white person in the couple, I I knew how people felt. Um, for good and for bad, like you know, there were some people that would be like, "Awesome, great." It's it's a it's a it's a weird kind of phenomenon. I, I mean, I lived in New York for five. I lived in Brooklyn for five years. Yeah. And if you've been to Brooklyn lately, you would understand. Oh, Clark's probably <laughs> probably dated a lot of Jewish women, a lot of white women. Yeah, it's just what was around, right? So, like, even with people, I think sometimes when they have these stereotypes, if they just on sight, just looking at you too, like we, yes, they are dumb for having those feelings, but they're also smart because they know. They're thinking about how the world is. Mm -hmm. And they think about Walmart Saturdays with their friends. And it's just like, you shouldn't do that because this is how you're going to be treated by the real, real bad people. So they're more aware because they see every time they hang out with their friends how those people talk. And this is the sheriff that they hang around. And this is hiring managers and all these people that really are open and honest with them. So like, even if they, like my mom doesn't care, but I have other people who care because they're like, oh, this is how white people gonna act towards you. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not, they are ignorant. I will say that because they don't know that everybody doesn't act like that to a certain degree, right? So. And I, th I think you can be aware that people are gonna act that way and also be like, that's fucked up that you're gonna yeah. act that way. Um, when we went to Hawaii, it was, because like CJ has gone on a family vacation with my white family, and a guy trying to hit on me asked if CJ was my driver, um, which is Man. so weird too, because it's like, you think I'm gonna have on sex with you now? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's in custom LeBron's. <laughs> and like, who would fly their driver to a resort where there's yeah. no cars? Like, then, yeah. I mean, he, he obviously didn't think he was my driver, he was being racist. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Hawaii, just CJ and me, and he's like, man, it's awesome here. Like, he was like, I am, I look like everybody here for the first time in my life. It's, oh my God. Because even when we were yes. lived in Eagle Rock, which is a Filipino neighborhood in yes. LA, they have Filipino there's, still, churches. there's yeah. still, like, white people. In Hawaii, it's like, no, you guys are, you guys are the coolest and the hottest and the best and, like, we've stolen things from you, but they're, they are the native people and he looks enough like Hawaiian people that he felt so like comfortable right. and at ease and he was like man it was cool because like guys were looking at me and giving me like fist bumps that yeah. i was like with a white and he's like I, that's never happened to me ever i've never felt like i was the majority and that i was my dating was like a point of privilege and cool ever it's it's such a if i had to be not envious but just the feeling that white people have most places in america you can go around and see. It's something about seeing yourself around. Mm -hmm. You know, going to a black college is more of just about like, man, I just need to be around yeah. this thing, even though we have these differences because of whatever socioeconomic, um, just seeing black faces. There's, I have a higher percentage of being able to relate to people in this room. Um, I also think like it's dope that y'all are both from the Midwest because somebody told me beyond race, Growing up in the same area mm -hmm. can make because you just understand the politics yeah. the same way of the of the way that the world works. So like a black woman and a white woman who are both from Seattle, both from the South, they can they have a, just an understanding of the outlook of the world than someone from New York and someone from Texas. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man, this is. This was quick. This is an hour we just I know, did. I breeze through. And we, we, did you, anything that we didn't touch on that you want to talk about before we get into our pyramid? I mean, I do think when they say, like, all the white women that were at the Me Too march, we need to go to the Black Lives Matter march. We do. <laughs> with the pink hats. With the pink, bring, with bring, the pussy hats. With the pussy hats. Bring your pussy hat. Bring your pussy hat and your fists and just raise them up. My mom time. is that woman. She's going to all the marches. I love your mom. <laughs> she wants to march. She's she's like, I'm at a gun march. I'm at an anti-gun march. I'm at a women's right march. I'm at a Black Lives Matter march. I'm she's, like, you are just in your Kate Spade lemon pants. She's just a going darling, everywhere. Uh, man, she hugged me the first time I ever met her in New York at the open mic. And I just, I love your family. Great family. All right. So, classic black pyramid. Um, we gonna 
I'm gonna try to name. We we gonna do like three minutes, right? In three minutes, okay. two minutes, two minutes, <clears throat> just to raise the stakes. Oh, I'll try to name some things. You tell me what I'm talking about, but I can't name the oh, thing. Oh, okay, okay. So it's movies, okay. people. Who I hope I'm good at this. Maybe events. All okay. right, let's see if Actually, we. I think, let's, I think I'll be pretty good. I think you'll be good. Let's yeah. see if we can get ten. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So Clark starts. Uh, Clark starts now. <laughs> First one. Oh, this former athlete was named Primetime. Uh, Dion. Uh, Dion Sanders. Okay, that's one. Um. Okay, this. A uh, guy w- attended Morehouse College. He gave the I Have a Dream speech. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Very good. Okay. Uh, this actor was in the movie Love Jones. And he also played Frankie Lyman in a movie. He also is from Chicago. Uh, he um is on the show Power right now. Fifty. No, <laughs> um, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Not um, Forrest Whitaker. Okay, we got to move on. Oh, okay. Unless you want to do one more guess. No, no. Okay, we'll move on. Um. Okay. This um this event in Atlanta was hot during the nineties, and it was where the whole city would come out and we would party in the streets at the, the Black Summer Con- Olympics. The- <laughs> <laughs> it was during that time too. Um, it's it starts with an F. Um, Freaknik is what we were Freak looking Nick. for. Yeah. I honestly thought it was freak, and I was like, I don't feel like I can say Freaknik it, and it, and then be wrong. It's scary to be wrong. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. This. yeah. Um, but I was about to be like Peachtree Street. That's close. Okay. Um, okay. This guy was the first African American mayor of Chicago. Uh, he died of a heart Washington. attack. Washington. What's um, the first the, the name? Libra- Harold Washington. Harold Washington. Yeah. Li- the library. Yeah. Yes. The library. Okay. Um, oh, uh, this is the wife of Barack Obama. Michelle Obama. Hey, very good. Uh, this uh, actor uh, was in a movie, Coneheads. He's a comedian. Started in the late 80s. He was on a show called A Different World. He had brown hair. He's tall. He also hosted The Vibe Show. He goes by one name. He goes yeah. by one name. Comedian, tall. Light skin. He was also on the rail show. Sinbad. Oh, Sinbad. Damn. Damn. Who was he in? Coneheads was really throwing me up. Oh, he's like the boss. Is he, he was his boss? The, he, he worked at the little junkyard. Yeah. That, uh, he I love at. Coneheads. I just, yo, if you want to learn about immigration, see Coneheads. Coneheads right. is so the big phone. Everything. It's, it's so all, good. It's the so way she good. eats a Subway sandwich. Also, a incredible Chris Farley. Performance, An incredible early Adam Sandler performance. So good. figure and David Spade's great in it. They this is that might be the best SNL movie. Uh, I love that it's movie. Well, that's been our show today. Make sure. Wait, who was the? Uh, oh, Lorenz Tate. I wouldn't have gotten that. Nope, not in a million years. <laughs> Um, you know, you got to know the limits of your own knowledge. You got five. <laughs> you got you got Dion quick. That well, I mean, Dion has watched me eat food before. <laughs> That's it. Did he smile the whole time? Um, no, but <laughs> okay, once I was, that. I was like, I eat chicken wings in a way that's like my parents are from up, like they're from by Buffalo. I was taught like you don't leave a speck of meat on that bone, you know. So I'm sucking it, and I I'm eating it in a disgusting fashion in full hair and Devouring. makeup. Dev- I literally have the chicken wing all the way in my mouth and I'm pulling it out and I looked up and LaDainian Tomlinson was just staring at me. That's crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think maybe he was impressed. I think that last <laughs> three minutes is all the Megan Gailey that you need to go get that album. My dad paid for this. Make sure you uh, listen to this. Like, subscribe, comment everywhere that you can find podcasts. You're on a podcast. Um, uh, hysteria. Yeah, tell on, us where we can find you. It's on Crooked yep. uh, Media. And then my Instagram is better Megan Gailey. There was a Megan Gailey, and I had to let her know Picture what was going on. And now I actually have Megan Gailey, but I don't want to use it. Mm-hmm. And then my Twitter is just Megan Gailey. There it is. Thank you so much to our guests. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment to Classic Black Dude on all the social medias. Um, follow me at the Clark Jones, and uh, yeah, another dope one in the bank. Go Bears! Go Bears! Go Colts! Yeah. <laughs>